0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Crime, Cults and Coffee. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Bryn, and I have no voice. <laughs> she literally,
1: she came up to me, because I, I was, we were getting ready to record, and she came over to my car, and she's like, hey, I'm like, you
0: sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, talking all weekend long, and I think it's also from sleeping in a hotel room all weekend. Mm, Like, the air? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do well with air conditioning or heat units in, like, public places or public transportation, because I think it's the mold. Were you on the first floor? Um, okay,
1: so funny story. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know, Bryn cannot be in a hotel on the first floor, or she won't sleep.
0: It's an irrational fear. I, I think I know where it stems from but I can't help it and I try to get past it and like I have slept on first floors and I'm just up the whole night like reading or something like terrified yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. or I have like horrific dreams where I just keep waking up oh my god that's
1: how I am with sleeping alone really Mm
0: -hmm. oh my I'll stay up until it's
1: it's late outside (laughs) oh my god it's so fucking bad or like I'll actually fall asleep, and, like, I'll have the TV on, and, like, a little noise, like, from the TV will wake me up. Oh, my God. And, like, I'll be up for, like, three more hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how I am with first floors and hotels. And, actually, well, Friday night, I was at a wedding, so that's why I was in a hotel that night, and we got in there, and... I must have zoned out when the person was checking us in. Oh, no. And we're walking to our hotel room and Timo goes, we're on the first floor. And I was like, you're fucking joking. Like, I thought he was kidding. And he's like, no, you didn't hear the guy. And I was like, you're joking. Why didn't he say something? That's what I said. And I was, like, actually pissed off because I'm like, I clearly would have said something if I heard him. But then we get to the room and it's on the first floor. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. And Timo's like, really? And I'm like... No, like, you know me. You've been with me for 15 years. Yeah. I don't think I can do this. And then I walk in and I'm like, let me see if we're, like, in the hotel where there's, like, not a window or, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in. Without, like, a, yeah. Yeah. Without a view to the outside. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can, like, deal with it. Yeah. And then we go in and I open the window and literally the sidewalk is right there and car's right there. And I'm like, nope, nope, can't fucking do it. Uh-huh. So he went back and had to have our hotel our room changed.
1: Yeah. I, I had a feeling. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah,
0: and then I was away this weekend after that. Saturday, I left for York, PA. I told you guys last episode that I'm so <laughs> sad I couldn't go. <laughs> there was I had so much FOMO,
1: though, for real. Me and Mom were sitting on the couch like,
0: fuck. Aw, there was really be another. Because sh-
1: w- we were, like, talking, and she's like, it was Sunday when you guys were doing it, and she's like, should I just drive there? I was like, no, I have to go to work. <laughs> You're not allowed <gonna> to go. <gasps>
0: Yeah, there's going to be more. It it was a good turnout. It was the 717 Vintage Fest, and uh, it was a really good time. But we stayed in a hotel room the night before, and when Erica booked it, my uh, partner for my business, when she booked it, I was like, just so you know, I don't know if you know this about me. I can't sleep on the first floor. Did she say that when so, she looked it? Yeah. Oh, and good. she said, like, cause I was in the waiting in the car because we had so much crap in the van mm-hmm. when she like went to check in. And um she said the person was like, Don't worry, we have a third floor for your <laughs> friend. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that though, because like literally every time
1: I, like, think of a hotel and I think of, like, booking. I think of you with, like, first floor. And, like, when we booked the hotels for the wedding, I was like, it can't be on the first (laughs) floor. And they were like, okay, Okay. that's fine. I was like, yeah, it just can't. Don't ask questions. (laughs) And then I went to go book Carson's Christmas present today. And I was, like, looking at it. And it was, like,
0: um, situated on the third floor. And I was like, Bryn would like this. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Carson secretly has the same fear. Because we have a lot of the same fears. Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. It was definitely because I think it's rooted back to watching the movie Psycho when I was in third grade. Yeah. And, like, it's a motel, not a hotel. But that's the only thing I could think of. Either that or it's something in my past life. Yeah. And I know it's so stupid. I said this to Timo. Like, I know it's so stupid. And I feel like I'm being dramatic every time, but I... But you can't, can't help it. No, I am the same way with being alone
1: at, at night, like, sleeping. Like, I literally... Ca- I packed a bag and came here for two nights. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking do it. Um, yeah. And then I was... We were actually talking last night about it, and I was, like, telling him, like, just from, like, being... Like, researching true crime and, like, listening to true crime podcasts, like, I feel like I'm hyper
0: not, like... Hyper aware. Yes,
1: hyper aware. He took it as, like, paranoid. And he got super sad. He's like, do you, like think that like people are gonna kill you <laughs> no right? no because i was telling him that like when i leave work like the second and i feel like being a female too like you have to be like mm-hmm. hyper aware mm-hmm. but like the second i leave work i have a taser and i like have it in my hand like what's the point of not having it if you're not keys, gonna use it my fingers. yeah yeah exactly so yeah. i have it in my hand and there's like a flashlight function on it so it looks like a flashlight so i'm like walking into my car with a flashlight he's like kelsey He's like, do you really use that every now? I'm like, yes. Yeah. What's the point of me having it if, in my bag? That's not going to do anything. It's a sad, sad world. Yeah. And then like, and then this part I could see where he was like, wow, you're fucking crazy. Because I was in the bathroom and I was like, I let everybody go home at work. And I was like, I'll stay and lock up because I have to finish a couple charts, whatever. So I'm in the bathroom. They lock. They're like, okay, we'll lock behind us. So you're locked in there. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I'm in the bathroom and I hear the front door open and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ so like I didn't lock the bathroom door so I run really quick and like lock the door and I'm like there's nothing in this bathroom that I can use for self-defense
0: oh my god like literally your just goes nothing through.
1: I was like what can I use what can I use there's nothing in here and like I was like fuck it I'm not gonna be locked in here so I walked out and he's like maintenance <laughs> oh i was like oh my god no but it's better to be like over aware than not yeah. you know no, that's what i told him i was like i'm not living in fear but like i'll be ready You're if somebody prepared. tries to fuck with me yeah
0: actually quick funny story before we get into our coffee review too sorry guys it's already like seven minutes in but whatever um so when we were erica and i got into york this weekend and like there's different like parts of it and yeah. i guess we were in the little bit seedier section i don't know okay weirder at first yes at
1: first i know what you mean okay yeah at
0: first and it was more um businesses and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so we go to the walmart and the fucking walmart all the lights are out in front all the freaking parking lot lights are out but Ew. the Walmart's open, and I said... No. This is terrifying, because, like, this is how someone gets snatched. Like, trafficked. Trafficked. Yeah. yeah or, like, robbed, or carjacked, like... It's and, the truth. Yeah, and even if they have cameras, it's so fucking dark, you're not gonna be able to see anything. And, like, come on, CCTV and yeah. Walmart's probably shit. Yeah. So, literally, like, <laughs> the parking lot before that, um, we had... We drove in, like, this big white van, like, Erica's dad's work van, mm-hmm. and you have to manually lock and unlock the doors. So like I had to lock it from the inside and then when we had to get back into the van, Erica had to get in and unlock it for me. So I'd be like waiting. So the first time she did it, (laughs) I got in after and I'm like, that was not quick enough. That was not quick enough. So then the second time before we even got out and wal or like went back to the van at Walmart I said especially with this parking lot you better fucking haul ass with unlocking <laughs> that door. It's true. Yeah, and she literally like jumped in flopped over the seat like unlocked it real quick and I was like okay better. <laughs> that is better better
1: yeah yeah it's true though I feel like no matter where I go I'm like always hyper aware of like situations I mean it's better to be that way than the yeah. opposite though yeah but he was so serious he's like this is really sad and he just sat there quietly for a minute he's like I'm really upset oh he would be I'm really like, affected I'm by fine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm okay he's like thinking should she reevaluate this podcast right <laughs> he's like is this too much yeah. no but, All right. Um, Should we yeah. get into
0: our coffee review? Yeah. Do you want to talk about our special coffee? So today's coffee that we're reviewing is Denta Denta crime Colts and coffee and cars collaboration hell yeah
1: it's here it's
0: here we mentioned this in another episode but just as a refresher for you guys you could find this on carscoffee.com yes
1: their website carscoffee.com and the brew that you're looking for is the morning brew blend please Um, try it it yeah it's good
0: we're we are so excited. We'll tell you
1: about the tasting in a second, but so the, um, a bag of coffee is eleven ninety nine, and it's a twelve ounce bag, and you can get it ground or whole bean. Um, and then it was so cute. They put a little link to our podcast on their website. so mm-hmm. you can just click right on there, which I thought was cool. But Johnny, one of our listeners, she, I like posted about it the other day and she's like, I've been waiting for this. Aww. I bought two
0: bags. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. And Casey and Carson have as well. Yes, they're very supportive. Very sweet. Um, and as a refresher, their Instagram is also Cars Coffee, KARS coffee. Yes. Please try it out. We have we been like obsessed it. with this lab. We love it. <laughs> yeah. And um, another thing I just wanted to, like, make a little correction on for ourselves because last episode when we talked about it, we said how there would be a link in our Instagram. Yeah, we couldn't do that. We had a little bit, yeah, of a dilemma with that. Basically, it Instagram shop only lets us link one website for our merch and stuff, and we want this coffee to be bought through cars website to also have them get yeah. the like support from you guys. Mm-hmm. So because we have our merch linked to a website, we couldn't link theirs. Yeah. So but. just go directly to their website. Or if you look at our link tree, yeah website's in the link tree. tree. Yep. It's under, so. um,
1: CCC and cars collab. So check them out. But check this specific out. coffee is a blend of two medium roasts. Um, you know I said
0: our medium roast. We love our medium
1: roast. Um, but the little um, blurb they have on their website, it says, A special medium roast blend for our friends and partners at the Crime, Cult, and Coffee podcast. The morning brew is so good, it's sure to haunt you in your dreams. So
0: cute. I love it. So... We're not gonna rate our coffee. We're gonna leave that up to you guys. Yeah, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, because obviously a bag, we love it. Yeah, buy a bag, support Cars Coffee. Yes, support us a tiny bit since it's a collab. Yes, and. Let us know what you think. Give give yeah. us the coffee bean review. Yeah, we want the reviews from you. Yeah. So we did a
1: tasting with them actually. We did a live tasting and it was um I think what was it, six different blends that mm-hmm. you had
0: prepared for us. It was great. It Thank was you, so Paul.
1: cool. Yeah. It was fun to like pick out the differences and like actually have them lined up to be like, okay, I liked this about this one but not about this right. one. And like we narrowed it down. It was so funny we were like, okay, put them in the order of how we like them without each other knowing. Yeah,
0: we literally put them in the exact same. order. <laughs> yeah, we were like, yep, okay, that shows we have the same fucking like, palette. All right, yeah, <laughs> we've always said it, and now we know <laughs> it's
1: true. So, um, but yeah, it was it was really fun. It okay. was a fun process.
0: Yeah, it was. Are we ready? Yes. All right. So, so grab, grab your, your coffee, coffee and, and have a morning, morning with us. us. All
1: right, guys. We just wanted to add in a quick trigger warning before we started this episode. Um, it is very graphic. Um, It involves a lot of uh, very graphic details. There's some cannibalism involved in this, so if that's going to trigger
0: you, turn it off. We don't blame you, because it's horrifying. Yeah, agreed. So, we are finally getting to another listener suggestion that was Suggested a little bit ago. Yes. This case that we're covering today is The Vampire of Sacramento, and it was suggested by Avery. I've never heard of this one. I hadn't either until Until you ran into it. Yeah. 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 So we're going to start with a little bit of background, and again, apologies for my voice today. Just bear with me. Hopefully it doesn't sound too horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's like edgy. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. It's like masculine. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of background. His name was Richard Trenton Chase. He was born May twenty third, 1950, and lived in Sacramento, California. And we kind of don't like going into the background of these people, but we have to with this one. Yeah, yeah. Because it just helps i think that's part of the fascination like
1: why do people do the way do the things that they do and it's like it has to be their background
0: right and like again we're only saying like the necessary things about him that kind of lead up to what happened yeah so he lived in sacramento california his father was strict and allegedly which we're going to say a lot yes physically abusive at age 10 he was said to have ex- exhibited the three parts of the McDonald's triad. With the triad, there's animal cruelty, fire setting, and bedwetting, and the threat to kill. Researchers say this is a precursor to antisocial behavior and a predictor of sociopathy. He was said to be a heavy drug user by his adolescence after his father kicked him out of the house. And he began to develop hypochondria, and it would claim that his heart would occasionally stop beating... Or that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery.
1: So, like, definitely lots of delusions Par- early and on. paranoia. And paranoia. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, clearly he had he had a me- mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty
1: early on. Yeah. yeah.
0: He would hold an orange to his head. This part is so odd. I know. Like, not to criticize, like, not to like
1: Come comment health. on yeah. someone with
0: mental health problems, but this is just strange. Yeah, I've never heard of anything yeah. like that. He would hold an orange to his head and say that vitamin C would diffuse into his brain by diffusion. Like what? That's just so. It's just so. It's like interesting. Like it's random. interesting. Yeah. It's Like how does your brain get
1: to that point where like you you were truly believing the things that you're feeling? Like yeah. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. He also had a delusion that his cranial bones would split and shift under his skin. So, he shaved his head so he could see these movements. Also, ver- a very, like, strange delusion. Yeah. And I've never heard of something like that.
1: Yeah, very
0: strange. Yeah. Real
1: quick side note.
0: One of the craziest
1: delusions I've heard of when I rotated in mental health, uh-huh. this one woman, um, she was talking about, like, her delusions and after the fact that she was been on medication. And she was like, I knew something was wrong when... I was watching TV thinking that the world was going to end and that my job was to save the planet. And for me to do so, I had to collect one little piece of everything in my apartment and put it into a bowl. And I was like, that is so interesting. What? Like, she went around her apartment and, like, took, took little pieces of every single thing and put it in a bowl. And, t- and she thought that that was how she was going to save the planet.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. She's like, I knew something was wrong when that happened. Well, well at least yeah. she,
0: like, could acknowledge yeah. that. Wow.
1: Yeah. That is so, so inter- interesting.
0: Yeah, that is, because what is What's feeling what that? is going on in your brain that's making you think that like, out Like, to a neurological level. Right. Yeah. Right. So crazy. Yeah. So he left his mom's house to move in with roommates because he said she was trying to poison him. Again, very paranoid. Mm-hmm. His roommates said that he would walk around the apartment naked even when company was over and he did drugs a lot there as well. (laughs) I would not want to be a guest. No.
1: That would be the weirdest thing, like the weirdest greeting. Like, hey,
0: nice to meet you. How you doing? And he's like completely unaware. Yeah. His roommates told him to move out and he refused so they all left. That's when you As you do. Yeah. Yeah. And when he had the apartment to himself, he would kill, disembowel animals, and eat them raw. Blech. I would say there was definitely an escalation in his mental illness. At that point. And, like, how is no one stepping in to help well, him? Well,
1: it's crazy that it was, like, it took him being alone to get to, to that like, point. escalate to that. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's... It's interesting. Yeah. He'd also blend up the organs with Coca-Cola and drink it. the there's that's pictures of the so blender. Disgusting. There's
1: pictures of the blender.
0: And why, like, why are you choosing Coca-Cola to blend with it? Needed a little sweetness added. <laughs> I don't know. That's so... Oh, sh- uh. He said that by consuming this, he prevented his heart from shrinking.
1: Wow, that's, like, really sad.
0: Yeah, and it's really odd that a lot of his delusions involved, like, his heart and, like, other organs of, of his, his. Like, his he body, was clearly, yeah. like feeling things internally mm-hmm. and thinking and, that, yeah that
1: these delusions yeah yeah so now we're going to get a little bit more into detail about his mental health issues in 1973 he stayed in a psychiatric unit for the first time okay. in 1976 he was actually involuntary involuntarily committed to a psych unit after injecting rabbit's blood into his veins what the fuck Apparently, this made him really sick, which, yes, I could see why. But that's, like, why he was admitted involuntarily.
0: Where did he get,
1: like, the supplies? I don't know. And the Anymore, rabbits? I guess, like, we're... A, I don't know. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just very strange. So, the staff at this mental institution nicknamed him Dracula because he was so obsessed with blood. That's already... A bad sign. Right. Like, that everybody's noticing.
0: hmm
1: He actually caught two birds from the window of his psych unit, broke their <gasps> necks, and drank their fucking blood. No, I can't. Like, this man, I'm sorry, he needs a one-on-one. Who let him alone in a room? Um, okay. So, <laughs> I, when I read this part, I was like, what the fuck? This man extracted blood from the therapy dogs in the psych unit... That he, with stolen syringes that he took. I'm sorry, but this psych unit should never have had syringes available to the patients. No. A.
0: And B, how did he do that without anybody noticing? And C, how are they letting a man who is known to snap bird's necks and kill animals... Around an animal. Around an animal.
1: I just don't get like I guess psych units back then were much more lax and like they've learned and grown but like that's just fucking unacceptable. I'm sorry.
0: What the fuck? I wonder what his obsession with blood was. I don't know, maybe it was a
1: delusion. I don't know. Ugh. At this hospital he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, so that was yeah, his official diagnosis. Mhm. He underwent treatments for this and then was released to the public basically saying that he was no longer a threat. Maybe on his medication, but, like, who's to say that, you know, I don't know.
0: But if he's already showing signs, too, of, like, the McDonald triad... There
1: should be something more than
0: just being released from an inpatient. Yeah, and that was, I mean, a known thing. Who knows if they were fully aware of it during this time. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, a major thing back then. But that's a known thing now where, you know, if someone's displaying, like, those signs uh, they're not going to turn out too great. Right, like it's not, I read that when I was reading up on the
1: McDonald triad, it was like one or two is like a sign of, um, like so these behaviors later on in life. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. But three is extremely rare and it's almost like a hundred percent. This person like is going to be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's also known to be like mixed in with that, but not an official part of the triad, is like a head injury. Yeah,
1: because that like kind of throws off. Right, and clearly of he things. already has
0: some kind of mental illness going on as well. So yeah, it's just recipe for disaster. Yeah,
1: Chase was released to his mother's custody from the psych unit, and she actually weaned him off of the medication. Why? Don't fucking know. Like, why would you do that if you know that he's being released and he, you're probably, like, noticing the change in him? Like, oh, my gosh, he seems stable. Why the fuck would you wean him off? It sounds like she had issues She had her, with her own, own issues, yeah. yeah. She even got his own apartment for him, and he w- started living there with roommates, but then they all eventually left, too. Oh my- so she was, like, trying, I guess, to set him up and do the right thing, but...
0: Yeah, but setting him up, is not taking him off his medication.
1: Yeah, and I feel like buying him an apartment, like, or, you know, helping... I don't know. I feel like it's almost an enabling thing, too. Yeah. In 1977, he was actually arrested in Pyramid Lake in Nevada because his body was covered in blood, and there was a bucket of blood next to him. What the fuck? Could you imagine running down the... Like, driving down the road and seeing this guy just covered in fucking blood? Oh oh yeah it was determined to be cow's blood so there was actually no charges against him but like how the fuck does this guy after this just this was just after he was like released pretty much like a year later after he was released from the mental institution how at that point did they not say like Like, we "We need to bring him back like Mm -hmm. he's clearly off his meds he's covered in fucking cow's blood
0: And I'm sorry, there should have still been some kind of charge just because it wasn't a human. Yeah. Like, that was still mutilating an animal. Yeah.
1: I just don't understand. I feel like there was, again, so many things that could have prevented him from doing the things he did later, and it just, the system kind of failed.
0: Like, he slipped through the grass? Yes. Yeah? Wow.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: All right, so moving on to the murders, because he does escalate into murder. Clearly. Yeah. December 29th, 1977, literally the same year he was released from the Mental Institute, where they said he was not a threat to society, Chase killed Ambrose Griffin in a drive-by shooting. This one kills me. Yeah, this is very sad. Ambrose Griffin was 51 years old and an engineer, and he had two children. He was helping his wife bring groceries in from the car on the street. Two weeks later, he attempted to break into the home of a woman... But said that he said that the doors were locked, which meant to him that he was not welcomed. That's, like,
1: That's literally so...
0: the myth of a vampire is, like, they have to be welcomed in through your front door. Yeah,
1: like, no fucking wonder he got this nickname. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. He said that if he came to a home and the doors were unlocked, that meant he was welcome.
1: And, you know, back then, like, nobody locked their doors in a safe community.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's just terrifying that's it's crazy though that he was so mentally ill that he was doing things like drinking blood and thinking he had to shave his head to see his brain like his cranial bones bones shifting but then he rationalized things such as like If the door is unlocked, that means I can go in. Yeah. If it's locked, it means I can't. It's almost to, like, a child level. It's weird. Yeah. So, all right. We're about to get a little more graphic here. Just saying. January 23rd, 1978, he shot Teresa Wallen three times in her home. Teresa Wallen was three months pregnant at the time, which is absolutely horrible. (sighs) He allegedly had sex with the corpse while stabbing the body. Chase removed her organs, cut off one of her nipples, and drank her blood. oh God. Ugh. Before leaving her house, he put dog poop in her mouth. Like, what is the logic?
1: I mean, I That's guess there's so no logic. Degrading. But, like, what the fuck was he even thinking? Like, what was going through
0: his like, head? Like, how was he rationalizing that? Like, any of I don't of think it. he was. I don't Ugh. think...
1: You... Just, like, Very what would make him even want to do that? I guess that's why I'm not a serial killer.
0: Yeah. Moving on to January 27th, the murder of Evelyn Meroth. Evelyn was 36 years old. Chase entered her home and saw her friend, Danny Meredith, whom he shot first with his twenty two handgun. He then shot Miroth Jason, which was her 6-year-old son, and David Ferreira, her 22-month-old nephew. <sighs> I cannot. That's so tall. To- like how terrible. were they a threat to him whatsoever? I don't know. They're like a, I mean none of them, them were them none of them were but like a 6-year-old and a 22-month-old, <sighs> why yeah, like why, could why you just leave them alone. Yeah. He then mutilated her corpse and engaged in necrophilia and cannibalism of her body. Oh my god. Oh my. He was a very sick human. He attempted to remove her eye, and her body was sodomized. Ugh. A neighbor came and knocked on the door and that scared chase, so he drove off in Meredith's car with Ferreira's body in it. And remi- reminder Ferrera's the 22-month-old
1: nephew that he literally just shot. Yeah, like, what the fuck?
0: Ferreira's body was then found behind a church months later, decapitated. What was the need for him to do that? And why would you dispose of his body at a church?
1: There's, like, no rationalization for any of that. No, and it, like, I don't know, you almost want to try to make sense of it to be like, why the fuck is there yeah, people can't. out here like There's this and you just can't? No, no. So now we're moving on to his arrest. So, at the last scene of the crime that he was at, he left his whole handprints and shoe imprints in Maroth's blood on the ground. So, that kind of just gave it away, too. Yeah. A woman in her 20s said she ran into a man that she went to high school with, and he came up to her car. She said that he had sunken eyes, was very skinny, and had blood stains all over his shirt. Ew. Yeah. So, she was actually the person that identified him as Richard Chase.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine, like, you went to high school with that person.
1: And you see that, and you're like, I need to, like, go to the police. Like, what? What the fuck yeah. did I just see?
0: Ah. Uh. The police then
1: determined that he was living within a mile from most of his murder locations. So that right there is like, okay, that's another thing to add to the list. The police staked out his apartment and took him into custody, and then the police found a gun... That was taken into evidence and then later determined to be linked to the murders. Wow. So that was what they needed. Mm Mm-hmm. Chase was then arrested and police searched his apartment. They found the walls, floors, ceiling, fridge, and eating-slash-drinking utensils were covered in blood.
0: Oh, my God. Could
1: you imagine walking into that scene?
0: No. I'm sure none of them were ever the same after that. No there's probably, no way you can't prepare for that no and there's no way any of them had probably ever seen something like that no and how do you like recover from that i'm sorry like, even from as a, seeing that yeah even as a police officer who's used to horrible things how do you as a human recover from seeing those things something that yeah
1: i don't i don't think you can unless i don't know Unless you go to therapy. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to. Oh, my God. They also found a 12-inch butcher knife, rubber boots, animal collars. That one kills me. No, I
0: can't. Fucking
1: animal collars. He stole pets. Like, he stole pets and he found their collar. Like, what?
0: And ate them, probably. Yeah.
1: They also found three blenders full of blood and dishes in the fridge with body parts on them. That God is knows who so or what.
0: fucking disgusting. That is so disgusting. Like I just don't get it. I don't get
1: it. Like why are there people like that? Like how is that even I don't know.
0: <sighs> it's oh. just like you said earlier, it's just so awful that This wasn't intercepted before it escalated to this. Like this could have been potentially, potentially, potentially prevented. Yeah, from happening.
1: It's like you can't lock people up in like a psych ward forever. But like I don't know, like how else? I don't know how else you would have prevented this. I don't know. Yeah, could have gotten him help and like stayed on the medication. I don't know. Oh god. Or he, or there just was no helping this man. Right. Who knows. There was also a calendar found in the apartment when they did the search with the word today marked on the dates that he murdered Wallen and Maroth. So Mm. he planned that. That's proof that it was premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're on to the aftermath. On January 2nd, 1979, Chase was put on trial for murder on six counts. The trial lasted for five months, which I don't get how. That should have been it. I don't know.
0: I wonder... Not to, like, go back to what we were just talking about, but mm-hmm. I wonder whose body parts were
1: in the fridge. Or what. Like, maybe it was animals, too. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking, but, like... Or
0: some or from, like, a crime scene that he had committed that we mentioned.
1: Right, that he had, yeah, like, yeah. he already killed them. Yeah.
0: Okay, sorry. I was no, just thinking okay. about that all of a sudden, because I was like, wait, six counts, does that include whoever or whatever that mm-hmm. was, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, sorry. Disgusting, that's okay.
1: Yeah, the trial met lasted five months, which I don't get how. The defense tried to avoid the death penalty by saying that he had a history of mental health issues and that it wasn't premeditated.
0: <sighs> how the fuck wasn't it premeditated when it was marked on a calendar?
1: Well, thank God they realized that, because on May 8th, 1979, he was found guilty of six counts of first-degree murder and given the death penalty to die in the gas chamber. Allegedly in prison, his inmates were, like, his fellow inmates were afraid of him and uh, probably to, right? like could you imagine hearing like the shit that he did and been like i have to sleep with this man yeah like, and
0: even if you were like a killer yourself this man literally like ate humans yeah and might try to chomp on your neck and drink your blood while you're sleeping like what i would not want to be
1: Oof. um they actually tried convincing him to commit suicide so they could like avoid him
0: that's disturbing in itself yeah but I mean, I understand why they would be afraid of him, but that that's disturbing right? as well. But I, they were in jail for a reason, I guess. His,
1: his face is just like, if yeah. you look at his face, it's like there's something really wrong. Inhuman. Yeah. Yeah. December 26th, 1980, he was found dead, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because I think he should have lasted his sentence and had the death penalty but Paid he was found bit. right he was found dead in his cell which was determined to be a suicide by overdose of prescription medications apparently he was hoarding them instead of taking them and he just built up enough so he could overdose
0: but again how wasn't that fucking noticed how are you like how are you not watching a prisoner and a prisoner like that Take his close enough to see if he's taking his meds because mm-hmm. Let's say he wasn't even hoarding his meds. Let's say he just, like, wasn't taking them. hmm He'd become a crazed fucking lunatic again. In prison. Yes. Yeah. I like, how are you not... And even besides the medication, how are you not watching someone that mentally ill and that hor- horrific? hmm How are you not watching them closely? I don't know. He could, like... You can turn your back, and he can try be trying to suck someone's blood. I
1: feel like it was, like, a situation kind of back at this point where, like, you live and you learn, and, like, that's why law enforcement grew, and, but, like, damn, I don't know.
0: That's fucking disturbing. I actually read
1: when I was researching that um, a lot of... His actions and stuff. It was like around the time of the behavioral science unit.
0: Oh, uh, forming, um, forming, yeah.
1: So they were like trying to figure out his situation and everything too, <sighs> and study
0: him and. Yeah. What a monster! What a monster! So there are some movies if you would like to check out or watch something based around this case. Mm-hmm. There was the 1987 film Rampage, and that was based off of his crimes. And the 2011 ID special Lore, Deadly Obsession, was a two-hour documentary reenacting the crimes of the the Vampire of Sacramento. I'm
1: sorry, but I know, no, I can't
0: watch that. I do not want to watch any reenactments of anything this man did, ever.
1: And imagine how, like, the reenactments make his family feel. Yeah. Or not his family. The the victim's victim's family. family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't you think that makes them feel like, oh, you're putting this into, like, you're trying to make money off of my family members' deaths? Like, that didn't benefit them. No.
0: Not to mention that I'm sure any kind of reenactment is not doing justice to the what actually happened right and that's the
1: thing too like there's documentaries out there that benefit the victim and like maybe money go towards them or right whatever but like i'm i don't know that just i feel like that's do, giving him fame for no reason yeah horrible
0: but that's the end of this case it was a short one but um a crazy one yeah So, we're going to do a little listener story for you guys here. Yeah, so we extend the episode a little bit. Yeah. So, listen and enjoy. Alright, so this
1: listener story, again, is anonymous, but she has sent um, a couple in before to us. So, um, I'm just going to jump into it. So, there is a trigger warning for this story for abuse and lung cancer. So, please... uh, Turn us off at this point if that's going to trigger something for you. We don't want that. All right. So, growing up, my biological dad was not really around. He was abusive mentally and physically.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry for
1: (sighs) that. Yeah, that's horrible. I used to listen for his footsteps. Oh, Slow and even-paced, he was fine. Fast stomping would make my blood run cold. I knew he was pissed. I would brace myself. At best was the... Quote unquote, five finger slap. Oh, that's horrible. God. Worse would be him losing control. This six foot two man would scream inches from my face. Tears would anger him more. Dragged by my arms, hit with his hands, or whatever was closest. My first memory was when I was two. He lost control and smashed our kitchen table and chairs. He threw them down the basement stairs. Every day was like walking on eggshells.
0: I'm like tearing off. It's so sad.
1: The fact that you had to grow up like this, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. <sighs> My brave mom one day kicked his sorry ass to the curb. Go mom. mom. Mom naturally had to work more hours to support us. Life was tough, but we escaped hell. We started going to a babysitter, but eventually mom couldn't afford it any longer. My grandparents stepped in and offered to watch us. Aww. Thank God you had grandparents. That's that's amazing. And like they, a support
0: system. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
1: My best childhood memories were at my grandparents' house or just being with them. My sister and I would play outside till the sun started setting. We would climb trees, scale the cliff across from their property, play hockey on the gravel driveway, and go fishing. Aw. My fondest memories, though, were of my grandpa. He was such a beautiful soul. He was always building something in the garage. Not an inch of space on the walls. They have filled up with tools acquired over the years, perfecting his craft. The floor was ha- always had a fine layer of sawdust on it from previous projects. I would sit with him for hours. Oh, that's awesome. I love the relationship. Mm-hmm. He was always humming a tune or singing. Bluegrass was his favorite genre. Aw, I love bluegrass. <laughs> Along with being a carpenter and a mechanic. He would also. He was also a talented musician. He had a band with his two other brothers and a few friends. They would do small tours in Canada and the States. When home, he would always have his guitar out, and he would sing for me. We would sing our favorite song together. Oh, Aww. my God. That's so cute. And this was the song. I'm just going to read the little um, quote she put in there. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know just how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away.
0: I love that song. Me
1: too. Even though he was my grandfather, he was more of a dad to me than my biological father. He taught me how to be humble and what love felt like. He would build me up. Many times I would make I would put makeup on to cover my rosacea. He would tell me to wash that crap off my oh. face. <laughs> I was perfect without it.
0: Aww. Um, I could totally hear that in, like, such a grandpa voice. Wash that crap Crap off. off.
1: Yep. (laughs) Moving to the States was a fresh start, but hard. Being so far away from my grandparents, each time we went back home to visit, it was as if we never left. Grandpa would bring out his guitar, play us a song, and hum a tune. The years went by, and with age comes illness. Grandpa had a stroke. It robbed him of his sight. He could no longer work in his garage. But it did not take his music from him. From all the years playing, he doesn't have to look anymore to play his guitar. His outlook on life never changed. Sorry, I'm getting, like, choked up. I know. (laughs) He still had his girls, us, and he had his music.
0: Again, incredible storyteller. Thank you for... I know.
1: I love the details. I feel like I'm there in his garage. I
0: know. I could, like, picture Grandpa, and Mm. I don't even know him. I know. (laughs) I picture that he has a mustache, does he? He's our Grandpa now. (laughs) He's
1: ours. We took him. (laughs) Okay. um, Life is cruel, though. Blew a kiss of ash at him. He was diagnosed with lung cancer. Singing was harder now, but he still hummed his tunes and played his beloved guitar. He never threw himself a pity party. He pushed on. My senior year of high school, Grandpa was brought to the hospital. He never let us know just how sick he was. He was cracking jokes about how bad the hospital food was. He hummed to himself, tapping at the bed to the beat. He gave me a little smirk, and his raspy voice started singing. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when the skies are gray. You will never know how dear just how much i love you please don't take my sunshine away we had to go back to the states i told him i loved i told him i loved him and i would be back i was so stupid so stupid friday came and i decided i was going to go next week i didn't know how sick he truly was why didn't i go i was sitting on my bed in my room listening to music and my stepfather yelled for me to come downstairs I got to the top of the stairs, and I knew then. His eyes were red, bloodshot, and tears streaked his face. Quote, Grandpa crossed over. He blubbered... Oh, my God. He blubbered through the tears. I collapsed. I never got the chance to say goodbye. Oh, my God, I'm getting so choked up. (laughs) Me, too. Oh, my God. I told him I would see him again. I found the energy to drag myself to my room. I screamed and kept screaming. I couldn't form words. I couldn't cry. I could only scream till I thought my throat would tear. Why didn't I go back this weekend? Why didn't I go? Please, God, or whoever can hear me, give him back to me. I will take his place instead. Take me instead. Please give him back. Why didn't I go back? Why didn't I go back? His funeral was humble, just like him. Small for family and friends. He was cremated. He said he didn't want people crying over him.
0: (laughs) Well, Grandpa, we're crying over him. I know,
1: Grandpa Jesus. (laughs) Around instead were pictures of him doing what he loved. Him at concerts, singing, and pictures of him with his family. I left the group of people and went over to see him. It felt like I was walking through water. I couldn't look his picture in the eye. I'm getting so choked up. I should have gone back. Why didn't I go? With a cracked voice, I sang just for him to hear. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when the skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, just how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. I left. I had nothing left in me to give. I became so jaded. First my cousin, now my grandpa, one of the only people in my life who showed me unconditional love. I never had to fear him. Holding my breath to hear his footsteps, flinching when he raised his hand, how did I repay repay this man for his kindness by not being there when he was needed me most when he needed me most I became very depressed after his passing I built a wall so thick that no one had a chance in hell of getting through I felt like I was being punished I could see other spirits fallen one my cousin random ones but I never saw him I always looked even for the smallest sign but it was never there Many years passed, and I had children, a boy and a girl. I raised them with stories of the greatest man I had ever, I had the pleasure to meet. But I kept the song to myself. It was too painful to hear. One day, I went into my living room and sat on the couch. The kids were coloring. My daughter started humming. I dropped my phone. My my son started singing. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Oh, my God. You make me happy when the skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Where did you hear that? Both of the kids shrugged their shoulders. Did you hear it in school? No. TV? No. Grandma? No. My son was getting pissed now. Where did you hear it then? He said he didn't know. He just knew it. My kids were baptized in Slipknot Slayer and other metal bands. Country music is never played in my house, nor homes they go to. I believe it was my grandpa singing to them. They were able to see spirits like me. I believe grandpa sang that song to them when they were sleeping, like he used to for me. My God, how sweet is that? My wall was put up so high, I even blocked my grandpa out. He hasn't abandoned me. He's been here the whole time. I'm just too damaged to let him show me. Mm -hmm. If you can hear me, I'm so sorry. When you left, you took what was left of me with you. You showed me there was kindness left in the world, showed me that I'm worthy of love. You made me who I am today. I would do anything to take it all back. I would give you. I would get it. Give anything to see you, if only one more time, just to hear you sing one more time. Keep my cousin company, sing to him our song till we meet again.
0: Oh my God. Oh. <laughs>
1: Laughing, crying. I just looked up, and Brenda's <laughs> mascara streaming down her face. <laughs> that was so beautiful.
0: <laughs> Seriously, so beautiful. And I have to say that um, I feel like a lot of uh, people, especially people who can talk to spirit or see spirit, mm-hmm. they like question like why can i see or talk to these other people but But i can't my loved one yeah or i can't talk to like the one person i want to communicate with yeah and that is definitely for like some sort of reason whether it's you like you said block like putting up that block because it's too painful or that person that has passed knows it's too painful for you so that's why they're not Presenting themselves like it's not the right time right or right ever will be maybe yeah but like she said like he has been there the whole time and he is there the whole time the just, fact that your son just like saying that yeah like, out of nowhere
1: that is like the biggest validation yeah. ever yeah 100%. that your grandpa is there oh my god that was the sweetest thing ever i love that <sighs> me too even though It was very sad at the same time. Even though we were bawling. (laughs) That was beautiful, though, and you write so beautifully. I literally felt like I was, like, going through your childhood with you, with him and everything.
0: And I hope you felt the comfort you needed, especially through your children knowing that song and knowing that it was him who sang that to them and... Then like, they weren't scared of it. They just knew it. Yeah. And they knew that that's what... Yeah.
1: Like, it had to be presented to you as a sign.
0: Yeah. And I hope you know not to blame yourself for anything. Even though I feel like it is easy to play the blame game with things like that, especially when grief is involved. Yeah. And it's, like, you you never
1: think of the other side, though, too. Like... Maybe you weren't supposed to see him at that point. Right. And he did not want you to see him at that point. And he, that was his intention the whole time when you're, you know, maybe beating yourself up over it. Like, it's just, you, you don't think of the other side sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just think that there is another side to mm-hmm. things.
0: But Yeah, thank you so much for, again, being so vul- uh, vulnerable. Yes. And writing in and opening up and feeling comfortable enough to, like, put yourself out there on a podcasting platform Yeah, that's incredible because I'm sure I mean obviously your story touched us and I'm sure it it touched a lot of our other listeners yeah and I'm telling you you should write a book of short stories yes like honestly this is your sign (laughs) this is your sign
1: if you needed one I would read the entire book like without stopping I'm so intrigued same by every story that you've sent us Mm mm-hmm incredible so thank you so much for being open and sharing that with us
0: yeah uh do you have anything else you want to add to this episode no I kind of want to leave it on on this note that because that was a beautiful story yeah and had a beautiful message intertwined within it that
1: after something so horrible that we just read about
0: yeah and that like even when it's hard when someone passes and, like, you, they're not physically there. They are still around you. It's yeah. just in a different way. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah. Clearly, there's there. no way in hell your children would know that song.
1: Yeah. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, we will see you guys next week then. We'll leave this on a happy note. As sad as that story was, it was beautiful Mm -hmm. and there's a good ending to it. So we'll leave it on a happy note.
0: Yeah. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.